You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 169. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 169. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Well, hello, my dearest love. Well, hello, beautiful. You ready to talk to the audience? We're here for another exciting episode of the Joy Junkie Show. We sure are. Episode one. 69 wink 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 <laughs> oh wow that's what it's so funny to me when i look at other people's podcasts and they have like a peppering of the explicit content but if you you know like it has that little red e that's next to the episode i don't but you, yeah you don't do you don't mm-hmm. listen to any but okay well any of the NPR stuff that we listen to or whatever if you look at the feed there'll be like one or two that have like an e Right. Oh, gotcha. If you look at ours, it's every <laughs> single episode. Every episode. <laughs> so we know our audience. So welcome, and <laughs> but yeah, we know our people, and they don't have a problem with it. In fact, they prefer it. So that's it's, right. It's all good. It's real talk. It's real. It's talk. real talk. It's real talk with the joy <laughs> junkie. <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. So today we are going to talk about six things that you have to pay attention to, that you have to unpack mm. if you want to have a happy life. I know how this works. You're going to give us five and then charge us for the sixth one, aren't do you? Do I ever do that? No. It's like seven-minute abs, and You're if right. it doesn't work, you get the eighth-minute eighth free. Eighth free. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what movie is that from? Oh, what was that? I can't remember. Oh, I don't remember Damn either. It. All right. We'll have to get get our research and development team on. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> R&D team, where are you? R&D. So, yeah, so there's something that I hear all the time in personal development, and that is, why can't I just be happy? Why can't I just be fucking happy? Mm. And then everybody starts searching it out, and they think, I'll be happy when I get this job, when I get married, when I have this house, when I have this baby, when I when the kids are grown, fill in the blank. And we think that there's all these external things, achievements and attainments of things, people loving us, then we'll be happy. So mm-hmm. I'm going to unpack that a little bit today and talk about a handful of things, six different things that you can look at in your life and see if there's some some movement that that can happen there in order to increase your happiness and your joy. But hmm. uh, before we get all involved into that, I'm a little bit beside myself. You are. Oh my gosh! Yes, I'm so fucking excited. I run a very intense program twice a year. And oh, now I know why. It's called Deep Down and Dirty, which was named by. A student of mine. Thank Triple you. D, baby. Triple D, my bra size. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> deep Down and Dirty, the tribe. So Deep Down and Dirty is the exact program I take my one-on-one clients through. 
and it's $3,200 to go through it one-on-one with me. It spans over 12 weeks, but I found that there was a huge need to put it into a group format. So twice a year, I take that program and I run it as the tribe. So it's called Deep Down and Dirty, the tribe, and it's a group of people going through that exact same content. So it's no fucking joke because it's 12 modules, topic modules, plus 12 live group coaching calls. Wow. So not only do you have the lesson that you learn plus your worksheets, but then we all get on the phone together weekly for it ends up we have a couple of weeks off so it ends up being about four months together where i mean people just make these massive massive shifts and i wanted to read something (coughs) this was posted by one of one of my students her name is julie and she's based in brooklyn new york and this is what she said at the completion of the tribe and the reason i'm talking about this is because i just opened up registration for it Mm. the space is totally limited it's not like some of my other courses where i can take as many as people who can sign up but because we're meeting live on the phone it's just totally out of integrity and not fair if i had a hundred people sign up Mm -hmm. and nobody can really ask their questions like you know what i mean it needs to be intimate and small so the space is totally limited and uh oh my god i'm so excited about it that ain't no joke so this is what julie says she says thank you for creating and helping to facilitate the most incredible magical fucking hard but truly rewarding past four months it's been insanely transformative and really just straight up life-changing I feel like I don't know the person I was four months ago. That's how impactful this has been for me. And I remember I had the great fortune to hear her story prior to jumping into the tribe. So I knew that she was dealing with a lot of family dynamics that were really challenging, major people-pleasing stuff, complete Hmm. perfectionism shit, and having a really hard time being assertive, a lot of comparison stuff. Um, And where she is now, it's like, it, it really is light years from there. And she still That's will pop great. in and tell me, you know, the things that she's doing differently. That's awesome. So she said, I appreciated getting to share this space and journey with each beautiful person in this group. We have all grown and transformed in some way. And I'm grateful for the experience. And I have to thank you for the endless hours, passion, commitment, and true dedication you take and show in your work. So sweet. This amount of mate- the amount of material and info you give out is awesome and just mind blowing. You're changing lives and leaving an imprint on people forever. Thank you for being a part of this journey with me. She ain't no joke. She's it's- gonna make the mic smoke. Slam it when it's done and make sure it's broke. Whoa! Where'd right? that where'd that come from? That's an old Kumo D song. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> um I was like, did you just come up with that? I was about to be super, super impressed. <laughs> no, 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 no. I do not have that kind of skill. <laughs> Although I believe in episode three. Episode three. I oh wanna say it's three. It's in the very, very beginning. Mr. Smith does a pretty crazy... I do a little rap, He yeah. does a rap, a Joy Junkie rap. Yeah, so I wrote that one. So I'll link to sure. that in the show notes. <laughs> I remember that. All right, so let me tell you a little bit more about the tribe and what it's about, and then we're going to jump into these six, uh, six things to really help shift your overall happiness. So the deal, the way that it's structured, 
is it is designed to be a group coaching immersion that walks you through a 12-week process to uncover and access radical self-love, worthiness, and self-acceptance. And truly about finding all of that happiness and fulfillment internally. And it's, it's standing up for yourself when you don't. It's believing that you're valuable when you haven't. It's not being such a damn bully to yourself and no more second guessing every choice that you make and allowing fear to rule your world. It's about knowing who you are and loving who you are uh, and having self-respect and, and outer confidence, inner confidence, believing in your sense of worth. Wow. It's pretty incredible what the students do. I mean, and it sounds so cliche, but people say over and over again that it completely changed their life because it's internal. It's the stuff that we always think is going to get unlocked by the next job or accomplishment or baby or husband or whatever. And then you get all those things and you're like, why the fuck am I not happy? Exactly. Well, because you're motivated by fear or... External shit. You, you have these deep rooted belief systems about we spend two whole weeks dealing with uncovering what's happening in your belief systems stuff that's usually historical it's usually related to your childhood and we get to like kind of the root of it and dismantle i mean it's pretty incredible so the way that the whole program i mean again it spans over four months time yeah 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 so we're in it together and that's one thing i've i've really toyed around with the idea of doing like a, a weekend intensive or something like that but I really believe that change is created with habit over time, with like a so compound true. effect. You that know, is so true. You don't go to a. I mean, you might go to a fitness camp and like have a really awesome weekend, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's the maintenance. It's making it habit and compounding that effect over and over again that creates lasting change. So that's why I feel so so passionate about taking people through this. And again, it's what I do with my one-on-one clients. So. If you are interested and you want to read about it, and you can see what all my past students have said, you can see all the bonuses that are available for a very limited time, you can still get in with $200 off, you can get in on a payment plan if you want. I want to make it as accessible and reachable for everybody who's interested. Just go to thejoyjunkie.com slash tribe, and as long as I'm you know, the page is still up and it's purchasable and it's not full, you can get in on it. But again, this one is a limited, a limited space because I can't accommodate. It's just not fair yeah. to people to, to really invest in that. But the way it's kind of broken down is our first kind of segment, we look at what's not working, all the shit talking that you do to yourself, all of your uh, negative belief systems, your identity stuff. Then we go into the second major piece, which is recreating who you do want to be. We dig further into identity work. We look at what lights you up. It's core value system, a bunch of cool stuff there. Then we move into the third piece that is related to how we deal with others. So that's dealing with rejection, people-pleasing, comparison, all of the stuff that's related to other people in our world. Now that we've created kind of who we want to be. And then the final phase is the maintenance plan. Like how do we continue? Right. How do we create our support system? Yeah, How yeah, do yeah. we continue to move and grow and develop uh, after you've kind of found this amazing set of tools? So again, I mean, I could, I believe in it, of course, because I created it, but that's why I always encourage you to, to look at what <laughs> other students have said. I mean, one of my other students, Erica from Dallas, Texas 
says, this has really been life-changing. I was once was lost, but now I'm found. Not just lyrics to a song. This course will change your life. At a time when I was really struggling to understand who I was and where my life had taken a detour, Amy was effortlessly able to bring clarity to some seriously confusing shit. From making decisions to making friends, we'd go through a whole thing about how to manifest friendships, I found a voice and a confidence in myself I didn't know I had. There's simply nothing like this program. So, and she was another one too. Like when we first started, didn't know if she felt like, am I worth putting money into myself? Oh. Is it my worth spending money on my own personal development? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it's a level of health. It's a level of your health and your well-being. And it's something that I personally feel like you can't put money on it. You know, it really is life-changing. It's a completely different skill set. So anyway, you can read all about it. Go to thejoyjunkie.com slash tribe and do so this week if you want to make sure that you get all of the bonuses because some of the bonuses will drop off uh, on the 22nd, Thursday the 22nd. You'll still be able to get the payment plan you'll still be able to get $200 off but if you want all the pretty fucking kick-ass bonuses the do swag it. all the swag the JJ swag <laughs> and I and I got a little a couple of things up my sleeve so anyway I would would be super honored to dig deeper in your journey with you and again it's for people who who are ready to shift you know remember when you kind of hit that point where you're like I'm gonna go gangbusters with my diet and and work out, right? Yep. Well, you hit that point where you, it was like, enough is enough. I can't be in this body anymore. I can't be this unhealthy. And it was like, go time. Yep. And it was also long term. You're like, I'm going to, I know that this is a couple months program. In fact, the program you were doing was like six months or longer, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a, uh, it was a three month program, but you can transfer it into a year program. Got it. Okay. But this is really like kind of a similar this is for a similar person it's like when you are like i'm done fed up i am done with talking so much shit to myself i am done with letting my mom guilt trip me into every goddamn thing people that are ready for a change yeah yeah and because it's it's not quick i mean it's a long time we are getting into really hard stuff people comment that on that all the time but it absolutely can change your life if you yeah. do the work. It absolutely can. So so awesome. Let's talk about a handful of those things then. Those six items that you really need to pay attention to to start changing your happiness. So the first thing is you need to identify and understand what your values are. What, you, what really mean the most to you. So... You know, in the tribe, we do like a whole week on this. But in essence, the way that I describe core values is that they are an element that you need to have present in your life in order for you to be the most fulfilled. Mm -hmm. So for instance, for myself, I know that if I don't have a creative project going on at some point, I am significantly less fulfilled. I have a huge value around creativity. Now that could be anything from... Right now I'm working on a play and mm-hmm. a theater performance that I'm a part of. Uh, I will uh, probably throw myself into creating a pretty elaborate Halloween costume 
It could be creativity in my business, but it's an element. It's something that needs to be present in my world for me to be happy. So the best place to start excavating for your values, to start shedding a little bit of light on this, is look at the things that really, really piss you off. The things that piss us off the most there's usually a value that's being stepped on. So for instance, if you look at the things that really piss you off in a political climate, for me, social injustice, inequality. So that would mean I have a value around equality or right. I have a value around justice or fairness. Um, many of us, we talked about this last week, have a value around honesty and integrity. And so if I'm not being honest with somebody in my life, if there's something that's going on and I haven't been forthright with them, I am significantly less fulfilled. Right. That absolutely impacts my happiness. Absolutely. And that's on you. And, and values are, a cha- are, they can be a challenging thing to really identify. And, and again, that's why we spend a whole week on it. But you can always start looking at what pisses you off. You know, if you don't, let's say, if it really pisses you off to be rushed and hurried, then you might have a value around accuracy, precision, leisure, um, uh, being a free spirit, not being bound by time. Like you could name it a bunch of different things. Right, yeah. If you really get pissed when your house is out of order, you know, that really upsets you. Maybe you have a value around order, organization, structure, Stability. It could be a ton of different things. That's such a better way to look at it than um, there's something wrong with you because you like your house tidy. No, it's you no, know, exactly. Like, that's such a better way to look at it. Exactly. And there's definitely a point, I'm not going to get into it today, but there's a point where you can value something like um, accomplishment and achievement. where or perfection. <laughs> excellence, <laughs> not perfection. That's right. Uh where you value something like that, like achievement, where instead of contributing to your happiness, it's crossed a line to now where you say, I can't be happy unless I achieve or unless or I accomplish. Or depleting other parts of your life, yeah. So same is true for order and organization. You know, I might have a huge value around tidiness, order, um, precision. I love to say I have a, a, a value around precision and accuracy. <laughs> um, but if people come over to my house and I can't enjoy myself because I'm so freaked out about, about the house being clean or getting all the dishes clean, now it's not contributing to my happiness. It's it's infringing on my happiness. It's Correct. stealing it. Right. So that's one huge piece that you have to uncover is this work around what are those elements, your values, that contribute to um, the most fulfilling life for you. It could be adventure. It could be spontaneity. Those are not my values for sure. (laughs) No more mine. I like structure. Yeah. Yeah, those are more yours. All right. So start looking for your core values with those items that really piss you off because there's usually a value that's getting stepped on. All right, number two. If you are stuck in autopilot or in a rut, then you're tending to emergency, or you could be tending to emergencies that don't align with your values. So what I mean by this is if you're stuck in autopilot, let's say, and you're in a a really fast-paced, intense job where you get a lot of demand on you, 
and you've just gotten in this habit of putting out fires, putting out fires, putting out fires in your job. It's kind of autopilot. You just do it over and over again. And it's not necessarily anything that's bringing you fulfillment. You've just gotten locked into status quo. Mm -hmm. And we all do this at various points in our life. And I, I actually just had a recent autopilot got stuck around uh, financial stuff. And I, it's always so, so good, though, when you realize it. And then you can go, oh, I need to re-romance my energy with my money and my financial house. Yes. So be, just because you're in a rut or you've been in autopilot just in the same mundane relationship, you do the same things every day, and it's not fulfilling, it's not honoring your value system, it's not a problem necessarily. I'm not saying there's th anything wrong. Sometimes we need those for us to go, oh my God, I need to shake things up. Yeah. What am I craving that I'm not getting, getting. Exactly. in my day and day out routine? Hmm. Because our life is structured, it, for many of us, it's structured to be routine. It's structured to clock in and clock out. Yep. We go to bed at a certain time. I mean, we create a life based off of structures and appointments and, and uh, obligations like taking the kids to soccer practice and you just do, 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 do. And you don't look at what am I craving here? What are the elements that I want in my life? Again, are they honoring my values? That's so important. Wow. I love it, that you touch on that. Oh, thanks, babe. And we talked about this a little bit last week, so I'll link to last week's pod as well in the show notes. But we were talking about one of the best places to start looking at this is to examine your calendar. Because I've said this a million times, the things that are the most important to us go on our calendar. Yeah. Now, a lot of times, the things that are most important to us is our autopilot, is our obligation, <laughs> yeah, our yeah. work, the kids' appointments, the this, the that. We so make that the most important. We make it the most important. Mm -hmm. So we don't oftentimes have our calendar littered with self-care, uh, time to hang out with your best friend, uh, sex dates with your spouse. We don't well, have those sorts of things. We, we, even if we do have them in our calendars, they're still task-oriented. Right. Right? If it's like, oh, that's date night and do it night. And dinner we've and got, do it. Dinner and do it. And we've got it on our schedule. It still appears as a task in our calendar. So we have to change our mindset around what that means, why it's there. Well, and what you were talking about last week with regards to your calendar, I thought was really poignant in talking about the things that are on your calendar bring you joy. Right. So that's a great way to look at all of these items on your calendar and what is the feeling they evoke. So when you that's see great. an appointment, that's like great. one of the things I fucking love about my clients is damn near all of them. When we end a call, we say, I love you. Aww, you know, like, I love you, sweet. goodbye. So when I see those people on my calendar, that feels amazing. Mm -hmm. When I see date night with you, the feeling is good. It's like, it's I'm like having a vacation really on my glad calendar. glad to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know when you see, like, we have a vacation coming up in October. Yeah. When I see that on my calendar, there's a feeling associated with it. Excitement, fun, yeah. energy, thrill. For sure. So start evaluating your calendar 
I'm not saying because trust me, I love structure. I love checking boxes. I love crossing things off. I love order and organization, like I said before. But it's important that those things that are on the calendar bring joy. And the best place to look at is your emotions. So all of those things that are on your calendar, how do they make you feel? And what are some small steps that you can take to shift that, to bring you more joy? So let's say you do have to go to soccer practice, but you hate it. Why don't you bring like knitting with you or something else? Like maybe it's making something creative while you're watching your kid play practice that brings something fulfilling to you so that you don't look at it like, you know, (laughs) I know a lot of parents that have a lot of shame around not liking parenting. You know, it's they don't want to color. They don't want to go to all the games. They don't want to do all that stuff, but they do. So that's fine. Follow through on that stuff. That's fine. But infuse it with things that you love. Or change your perception around them. Yeah. Yeah. But Or do both. Or do both. Or, or multitask. <laughs> so <laughs> the third thing that you really need to get a grip on, and if you've hung around with me long enough, you'll know this is not going to be any bit of a surprise, but you need to get a handle on your self-talk. You have got to stop talking shit to yourself. So here's another thing that I see happen all the time. People, especially in personal development, it's a lot, excuse me, I'm so burpy. It's a lot of good ideas. It's a lot of concepts. So it's when you hear somebody talk about speaking kindly to yourself, you're like, yeah, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. But then you don't actually do it. And I oftentimes will say it's like reading a book on Pilates and expecting to get a rocking body. That's not going to happen. You have to hit the fucking mat. But with Pilates, <laughs> it's very clear. You hit the mat. You do a 100. You do some of this, that, and the other. Like, it's very clear. So with personal development, it's a little harder because we're dealing with abstract concepts. We're talking about spirit. We're talking about self-talk. It's not quite as tangible. So it takes an elevated level of implementation, Mm -hmm. an elevated level of commitment. So it is really noticing those acute, sharp moments of self-talk and then choosing to say something different to yourself. Like, Even just basically, like, I'm not focusing on that. Like, you hear, you look in the mirror, and you immediately start picking apart your wrinkles or your cellulite or, you know, your small boobs or your big boobs or whatever. Immediately, in that moment, you have to go, I'm not going to focus on that. Well, I just did it. I'm not going to focus on that. And then you can choose to say something kind if you want. But what you've got to get a grip on is all that negativity. That's the first, first piece of it is you've got to stop talking shit to yourself. Yeah, so true, man. All right. There she goes, guys. She's getting worked up. I'm getting worked up and you laugh at me. It's so funny. (laughs) All right. Number four. The fourth thing that you need to address if you really, truly want to unlock your happiness is you've got to stop chasing external approval. And this is really about it's that same concept of as long as this person likes me as long as I look favorably 
in this person's eyes. As long as I get this job, as long as my house is the cleanest, as long as my kids are the most well-behaved, then I can be happy. All of that shit is external, and it's also what we're taught to pursue. So be compassionate with yourself, because nobody tells us as we grow up, no, your happiness is all internal. They say, better get into a good college, because you got to get a good job. Better find a good uh, husband or wife. Because I need grandbabies. Like, there's all this uh, conditioning that we receive everywhere from media to family to social media to everything everything yeah all of our environment so so again be compassionate to yourself because the cards are stacked against you it takes fierce courage to lean internally instead of externally because so so true most people will lean externally Now, I'm not saying that those don't have a place. Like, it's totally fine to write a book and be thrilled about that or get a new job and be fucking proud of yourself for how you handled it. Or get that house you always wanted or whatever it is. All of that stuff is fine. Yeah. As long as it's an addition to your happiness, not I can only be happy if this thing happens. Mm -hmm. Right? So one of the best places that you can look is to start looking at your own approval. Because a lot of times when we're searching out something else to fulfill us, something else to make us happy, it's because we don't love who we are. Right. We don't speak kindly to ourselves. We don't um, give ourselves the approval that we're craving. So we turn to all these external things. Some people even do it with food. Sure. Or you could do um, it with anything. But I think the most important thing that you're tapping onto right there is that I think one of the reasons that we don't love ourselves or we're not as fulfilled as we want to be is because we haven't looked inside. Because it's scary. Yeah, but once you get past that scariness, you can kind of go, well, you know what? I'm kind of a cool person. Right. And then all of that other stuff starts to make a lot less uh, less of a difference in your life. That's right. And you start seeing how much that internal place, where you are mentally, where you are spiritually, really allow us to enjoy the external things more. That's right. And enjoy ourselves more. Right. That's where that self-love comes from, is actually doing that scary moment, looking inside. That's right. And then realizing, oh, it's just me. Right. <laughs> you right. Know? And, you know, that's what student after student after student of mine, particularly in the tribe say you know they'll say that it's so transformative but they'll say it was fucking hard yeah because nobody likes to look at like oh wow i have a really limiting belief that i have to be beautiful to be loved because that's the messaging i received as a four-year-old from my mom Mm -hmm. putting Mm -hmm. me in beauty pageants or some shit like that nobody that's painful sure so Again, like I've said millions of times, we are either in the pursuit of pleasure or the avoidance of pain. And if it feels painful to look inside, we will just avoid. And we'll go, ah, no, I bet I can actually find happiness in a spouse. And then we get codependent. And then we realize that that doesn't work, so we have a baby. And then then we realize that doesn't work, so we get a bigger house. We realize that doesn't work, so we get a new job. And it's a fucking rat race. It is. Totally. 
So I want you to start looking at, again, this is not about judging what you have done. So let all of that be. Like if you're pursuing external approval, like fine, just allow that to be. But right now, what you really want to focus on is how can I give approval to myself? Yes. Preach, sister. What does that look like? Start saying, yes, I want that person to approve of me, but I also want me to approve of me. How can I do that? And Mm -hmm. just start questioning it. Just start getting curious about that. What would that look like? Where's my biggest triggers? Is it around my business? Is it around motherhood or fatherhood? Is it around uh, my body and physicality? Name it. But for many people, they'll have a major category at a particular time in their life Mm. that feels really potent. Right. It's like, where does it hurt? Where does it hurt the most? Usually that's the area where you need to give yourself a little more approval. That makes sense. All right. Number five. And we talked about this a little bit, but you're pursuing what you think will make you happy. Hmm. And this is something like, people even do it with personal development. They think they have to do personal development a specific way. Like, um, if if you really want to veg out in and, you know, watch Netflix all day and eat a bunch of ice cream then you beat yourself up like crazy because god damn it you have tools and you're more evolved than this and you really should be reading you know liz gilbert's latest book and you should be journaling and shit like that and it's like no 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 we have a lot of breadth we have a lot of expanse to cater to different areas of what what we want in our life so you want have to be very careful about what rules you create about how you should do anything I know for a lot of people, when um, I did a course ages ago with my best friend about manifesting stuff that you wanted in your life and going after things, and there we had a student who was really working toward creating her own business, and she thought, I have to, if I'm going to be successful, I have to go to all these in-person networking events. And that was just Hmm. a massive should. She's thinking, okay, to have a successful business, it has to look a specific way. And I was like, that's just a method. That is just one way to network is in-person networking events. You can do a ton of other shit. So I think that there's a real space to look at, am I going for this doctoral degree just because my parents, it was my parents' dream to have a, you know, a PhD in the family? Yeah. Because I should. Because I got a free ride. So who am I to not take them up on that? Even Mm -hmm. though all you want to do is be an artist. Right? So it's looking at pursuing what will really make you happy. Not just what you think should make you happy. This also happens with uh, when you date somebody who's really awesome. But you're not connected. They're not, they don't light you up. Maybe there's not a sexual connection, but they treat you really well. They look great on paper. Maybe they're a good parent. Maybe, and you go, I should be in love with them. But he means nothing to you and you don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) There's a song about that, babe. Well, it's true. And we guilt ourselves into thinking that we should like every good option. Yes. You're so right. 
and I think there's something to be said for taking those steps, though, because they lead us to that place where we're, um, they can lead us to that place totally. where we're content and fulfilled and, and, um, and having that self-love. Because right. if we don't take them, I, I, we have to take those opportunities, don't we? Well, I think that that's kind of the natural progression of life. You know, those sorts of things will happen inevitably because, like I said, like we're we're ingrained with these ideas of what we should do, mm. right? Period. So I think we're going to do that no matter what. Because it was a lot of people, I don't think know what they want. So that's what these tools are for: is to help you really figure it out. Right. Right. Figure out what is it that I really want, and then I can go. Oh, this opportunity fits that. Well, I'll tell you what, I remember my brother asking me years ago, he was like, what do you think the key to happiness is? You know, he was going through kind of a rough time. And I said, I really believe the key to happiness is knowing your core values and living in alignment with them. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the reasons why it's so important to me to teach that in my work, because that gets you connected to the, this is what I stand for. These are the things that contribute to my happiness. So no, I because I value love and family, I don't want to move overseas right. to go study abroad. No, even though that's an amazing opportunity, that's going to severely impact my happiness and fulfillment because I'm not able to nurture love and connection with my family and friends here the way I want to. Mm -hmm. So you're able to decision make so much easier instead of looking at shoulds and guilt and all of those things Definitely. and i don't think that should is always a bad word like for instance if you can be a better spouse you should yeah if you can be more generous you should like i don't there there's stuff like that that i don't think it's always negative and it's always guilt inflicted because when i think about if I can do more than i really should and that that again brings a really powerful positive emotion to me now, if I think about, oh, I should really want to take that job because that was a really generous offer, that doesn't feel good. Right. So you're always going to look at your emotions as a really great indicator of if that should is negative or positive in your world. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. So again, if you were to, if nobody was going to judge you on that decision or nobody was ever going to know. And you could let go of all of the things you should do that you think will bring you happiness. What would, what, what would exist? What would be possible if you could actually pursue your heart's passion or even have the opportunity to find out what that is? You know, I think that's why a lot of people go back to school later on in life. Sure. Because they start off going, doing what they think is going to bring them happiness. Well, sometimes Instead you just don't of know. their passion. Yeah. I think, you, you know. Sometimes um, you don't know. For a lot of kids going through school for the first time, they, you really don't know. A lot of people don't know what it is they want. Or that it was what they wanted and then it changes. Oh, totally. You know, so then it's like, oh, I'm going back to school because this feels more fulfilling for me at this stage of my life. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. And I, I would also argue that our social conformities, our shoulds, our peer pressure are way more potent. And, and we're also in a very egotistical mindset where it's all about us It's when we're at that age. Like when yeah. you're in your 20s. It is like 
what am I going to do with my life? Mm -hmm. And it's so wrapped up in what you should or shouldn't do. So I do think that once you get into your 30s, 40s, 50s, and beyond, you can start looking at things a little bit more um, objectively. Yeah. And that's also why I think you see people getting into their latter years, 60s and 70s, and they just don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. (laughs) Because they're like, I've learned that none of that shit matters. (laughs) Right, exactly. So don't wait till you're 70. And time's fucking ticking. Yeah. At that point. When you're 20... You get your whole life ahead of you. You you don't ever think about time restraint. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's true. So you're way more caught up in "Ah, the shoulds and I've got to do this, I've got to do that. So, and again, that's a generalization. But I do see, because I'm involved in theater and stuff like that, I see people who are really, really clear that they're passionate about theater at a young age. Yeah. And then I see people who are there because their parents made them. Mm -hmm. Because they love theater right the parents love theater yeah so it goes a ton of different ways so that's for you to start dissecting where are you pursuing things just because somebody else wants you to do it or you think it should bring you happiness or you think it's some sort of fucking formula like check off these boxes then i'll be happy Mm -hmm, type of thing mm -hmm. and then sixth and final is you got to hang out with the right people that's so that is that should be number one. It, it, you really do. <laughs> well, I, I like to look at all the internal pieces and then do That's true. E- external yeah, at the okay, end. I see and that point. here's how you support your journey. Got it. So a lot of times when I teach with my best friend, I'll say, Andrea doesn't make me valuable. She doesn't make me a worthy individual. But I'll tell you, she makes my job a shit ton easier. Because I can communicate really well with her. We're able to say, hey, how can I support you the best? We talk about really deep things. So that's much easier than a friend who has a lot of limiting beliefs, who isn't ready to support my best self. And I honestly don't have anybody like that in my life anymore. Right. At all. Well, water rises to its own level, right? So if you are hanging out with people that aren't really you know, striving to be the best person that they can be then you are limited to that too a lot of times. That's right. And you don't break that shell and grow. That's absolutely right. So that's why I was saying that should be one. Not I like the order you put it in. I'm not No, no, I don't I don't arguing I'm, that. I'm, I'm saying that it's such an important element. Oh my gosh, it really really is. Like if you think about uh, many of us have this. Like you get I always use fitness because I think so many people can relate to it, but sure. Like, you get really healthy, you'll find out real quick who's jealous of you getting in in shape. So true. Yeah, that's very true. other people who value health and wellness are fucking stoked for you. And other people who are jealous of you want to collude about, you know, oh, you know... Oh, wait, because you can't eat cake anymore, or blah, blah, blah. Or they want to commiserate. You have people who are uh, divorcees, and you just, they want to talk shit on their exes. They don't really want to move beyond that, and <laughs> you're trying to find love again or whatever. You have to watch the people you're, and not only do you need to watch who you're surrounding with, you're, you need to watch who you're trying to save that's a good point. Because wow. a lot of times what happens when you get involved in personal development, you're like, I'll save you. Learn this tool <laughs> and listen to this podcast and read Tony Robbins and do this. And they don't want to do it. They're not in that place. They're not ready for it, yeah. So in those moments, sometimes it's a boundary thing. It's about actually severing ties. 
and saying like, hey, I accept that you're not ready. I accept that you're not interested and I'm also going to take care of myself. And we've done tons of pods on that. Um, For sure. You know, friendship pods and the friendship breakup pod. And that one was really, really helpful for a lot of you I know. So those are those six things that you need to start untangling or at least paying attention to, at least starting to get curious about. And if you're not even sure where to start, take one of those and put it at the top of a journal entry and just start writing all your feelings about it. Just getting it out of the confines of your mind and see what comes up for you. And again, if you're listening to this and you're knowing like this major shit has got to change, I'm done. I need to be less invested in what everybody else thinks. I want to speak kindly to myself. I don't want guilt and fear to continue to rule my world. Then cruise over to thejoyjunkie.com slash tribe and just read through it and see if it sounds like it, it will not be for everybody for clearly it will not be for everybody, but it might be for you. You know, it might be the time for you. It might be the right answer right now for you. Um, And then some people might not be ready at all, or I might not be the teacher they want to learn from, and that's fine too. I trust Mm -hmm. that everybody lands at the particular place and time for a reason. That's so so true, yeah. Anyway, there you have it. Anything else you wanted to add? No, I think you said plenty. I do. And now I have to go now I have to go to theater rehearsal. That's right. <laughs> and project. Project more words. Oh my gosh. I, I feel like I've gotten plenty of words out. I'm gonna be exhausted tonight. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right, guys. Well, here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith out. <laughs> <laughs>